At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Tuesday, July 4th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you on this Independence Day. Happy Independence Day to everybody out there. Stay safe. Stay smart. Try to stay out of the sun and the heat as much as you can as you're enjoying those July 4th festivities. Hopefully you're going to the beach or the pool or a cookout or something like that. Uh, Be careful blowing off those fireworks. Of course, don't want anything to happen to any of my beloved listeners here of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. We've also got a full dance card in Major League Baseball. 15 games on the board Some of them starting here shortly. One of them has already started as Patrick Corbin getting rocked, which I don't know, feels like America's pastime when Patrick Corbin getting knocked around by a team in Major League Baseball as the Reds blowing out the Nationals here early on today. Uh, But talk about as many games as I can get to as many games I can fit in on today's show, along with the three plays that I have for today. Over at vcin.com, we got coverage of the NBA Summer League. We'll actually be broadcasting live from Summer League here in Las Vegas, July 7th through the 17th. Jonathan Von Tobel keeping you up to date with that over at the website and also on Twitter at me, JBT. And it's Wimbledon time. Zach Cohen writing up his daily best bets for that tennis major across the pond in Europe. So you check that out every day over at vcin.com. And also, as you know, five days ago, We dropped our 2023 NFL betting guide on June 29th, the earliest release that we've ever had of that publication, in-depth team previews of all 32 teams, plus some division overviews, best bets, futures, season win totals, props from our writers and some of our on-air hosts and personalities, feature articles covering a variety of different topics. If you haven't signed up over at vcin.com, now is the time to do that. Get that 2023 NFL betting guide. And also, let me let you in on a little secret here. So we have the summer kickoff special for 175. That'll keep you locked in as a VSIN Pro subscriber through the Super Bowl on February 11th. 
But also, there's a $19 introductory offer that counts towards your first month. We are inside of a month now for the release of our 2023 college football betting guide, which will be August 3rd. So if you're interested in that, head over to vston.com and get both guides for just $19. See what we're all about. Check out what we have to offer. Then you can decide if you want to get an annual subscription. See what our football special pricing is at that point in time. Make the best decision for you. But we do think it'll help you become a better better if you subscribe over at vcin.com. As I mentioned, 15 games on the betting board. We'll go ahead and get right down to business here. A few of these games starting as I'll be finishing up the podcast. One of them already in action, as I said. Patrick Corbin getting rocked by the Reds. Reds look like they're going to come away with a nice road victory here over the Nationals. Uh, another early game, the Cardinals and the Marlins. Adam Wainwright, Jesus Lazardo in that one. Clearly not much to say with that game starting before I even finish recording the podcast. But the one thing I will say here, uh, back-to-back really, really bad starts for Adam Wainwright. 13 runs on 17 hits in his last four and two-thirds. There was some talk of removing him from the starting rotation. So this is not the swan song, not the ride off into the sunset that Adam Wainwright wanted. Um, There's been a little bit of bad luck with a 375 BABIP and a 34.4% hard hit percentage, but... He's also given up 21 barrels and a 10.9% barrel rate, not getting any swings and misses, basically. Uh, It's just sad, quite frankly, to see what he's become. And the one thing I'll mention about Jesus Lazardo, big home road splits. Not really a big surprise with Marlins Park, but keep that in mind with Lazardo as we go forward here. He's been significantly better at home than he's been on the road. We'll skip over Mets and Diamondbacks because i got to play in that one. So let's go to the Cubs and the Brewers here. Kyle Hendricks, Wade Miley, a couple of crafty veterans in this one here. Hendricks doing what Kyle Hendricks does. 281 ERA, 365 FIP, 41 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's only given up two homers out of 166 batters faced. He's not getting a lot of strikeouts. He's getting a fairly normal rate of swings and misses for him. Just a 13.3% strikeout rate. 200 batting average against 221 BABIP, 33.8% hard hit percentage. So he's inducing enough weak contact to carry an above average batting average on balls in play. I don't think it stays at 220. So there will be a spot where Hendricks gets knocked around sometime soon here, possibly today. But that is something I would keep in mind with him where, look, the traditional regression signs don't really work with Hendricks. He's had a lower ERA than his FIP and ex-FIP and stuff like that throughout the course of his career. It's kind of more of a matter of just, you know, he runs into bad sequencing, bad batted ball luck on any given day because he doesn't miss a whole lot of bats, especially this year. On the whole, he used to miss a decent number of bats, but this year not so much. So there will be a rough start coming. Let's see if it's today against the Brewers. Wade Miley, 302 ERA, 481 expected, 454 FIP. To be totally honest with you, I kind of like Chicago in this game, but the Cubs are the polar opposite of trustworthy here. They're down to 11th and weighted on base average against lefties. They've really struggled in that split here lately. Since June 1st, the Cubs are 23rd in Woba against lefties at 293. So they're not even hitting lefties anymore. Their bullpen is not exactly trustworthy. Nothing about this team is trustworthy. As we saw yesterday, with that big lead that they blew after jumping out off of Julio Tehran. So the Cubs just, even though I think there's a little bit of equity on the price, I just couldn't do it. 
And I'm not a big believer in Milwaukee either, as you know. Uh, So maybe two fade teams going forward. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Last game in the National League that I don't have a play on is Pittsburgh and the Dodgers. Luis Ortiz and Emmett Sheehan in this one. Fourth start at the big league level for Sheehan. He struck out almost 42% of opposing batters in double A. Only a 19% strikeout rate in the big leagues so far. Swinging strike rate 8.7% in his three MLB starts. In the minor leagues, it was 19.7%. But still, he's only allowed five runs on 10 hits in 17 innings. I do worry about Sheehan going forward, especially against better offenses, because he throws a very, very high rate of fastballs. He throws about 65% fastballs. And at the big league level, it's harder to get fastballs past hitters. At the minor league level, you can do it with a reasonably located, above-average velocity fastball, which is largely what Sheehan has. But against major league hitters that can get the balls that minor leaguers can't, I'd like to see a little bit more depth to the arsenal. And so it's not a big surprise. In Sheehan's three starts here, he's faced the Rockies at Coors Field, the Astros, and the Giants. You know, he's been fine, and he's kind of altered his pitch mix a little bit with his secondary stuff, using his slider more against righties, change up more against lefties. But the thing about it to me is his last two starts, he's allowed a 42.6% hard hit percentage. So when he's not missing bats, I think he's going to allow some hard contact because of all the fastballs. So against better offenses, I think Sheehan could struggle. Against most offenses, Luis Ortiz struggles. 411 ERA, 678 expected, 567 FIP, only a 13.7% strikeout rate, 11% walk rate, 47.1% hard hit percentage, and almost a 12% barrel rate. This is a bad, bad, bad bad matchup for Luis Ortiz and in fact we've seen this line jump 20 to 30 cents out there in the marketplace with people lining up to lay that big number on the Dodgers and frankly I can't blame them the thing of it is again Sheehan's allowed a 45 percent hard hit percentage on the fastball it has a 168 Woba against but a 300 expected Woba I thought about the full game over here I thought about the Dodgers team total over at five and a half uh, the full game over at nine and a half Dodgers, about a 245 favorite out there in the market. I, ultimately, I didn't get there with the Dodgers, but I do think they have success here. So if you want to play maybe a first inning run prop, uh, first three, first five, something like that with the Dodgers team total, I think that makes a ton of sense here in this game. We jump over to the American League, a few games starting at the 1035 mark here, Pacific time. Kyle Gibson and Clark Schmidt, the Orioles and the Yankees in this one, and you know, I talked a lot about Schmidt last time uh, prior to his last start, I should say, because over his last eight starts, 255 ERA, 374 FIP. But the thing of it is, he's not missing bats anymore. And early in the season, he was missing bats, but also allowing a lot of hard contact. So it's kind of a weird thing for Schmidt where they kind of decided, you know what, buddy, you don't need to strike everybody out. Let's focus more on locating. Let's focus more on staying off the barrel. Let's lower that hard hit percentage, kind of let the defense do work behind you. And that's worked out for him, to be totally honest with you. You know, he's got just three homers allowed and seven total barrels in his last eight starts. Hard hit percentage is back up to 40%. That's well below where all of his contact management metrics were earlier on in the season. So we'll see if he can continue this. There are some regression signs in the profile. And again, if you're not missing bats, that makes it very, very difficult. Speaking of which, let's talk about Kyle Gibson. So Kyle Gibson here, 
Since May 3rd, 47% hard hit percentage, 323 Babbitt against, has a 505 ERA. He's allowed 11 runs on 16 hits in his last seven and two thirds, so he's really struggling. In his last five starts, 55% hard hit percentage, 11.3% barrel rate. So he's only given up two home runs, so FIP actually likes him, but he's given up a lot of really hard contact otherwise. The question, of course, are the Yankees going to capitalize offensively? They haven't throughout most of the month, so I don't know that that will be the case here today. So interesting start to watch both of these guys, but obviously with the early start, I didn't really think too much about making a bet in that game. Texas and Boston, Dane Dunning and Brennan Bernardino, the two guys to get things started here at Fenway Park. Chris Murphy will be the bulk reliever for Boston after Bernardino goes out. Dunning is a negative regression candidate. We'll see if it comes today at Fenway Park. 269 ERA, 460 expected, 380 FIP and 80 and a third. Since he joined the rotation May 5th, a three ERA with a 399 FIP. Uh, but look, you know, he's allowed a good bit of hard contact. He's carrying a low BABIP, doesn't really miss a whole lot of bats. And also something I'll be curious to watch today. He went eight and two thirds last time out, struck out 10 Tigers in that start. It's the first time he's thrown 100 pitches in a long time. So let's see if there's a little bit of carry over here for Dunning in this start against Boston. For Bernardino, not really much to say. 249 ERA, 409 expected, 337 FIP, 23 relief outings, 25 and a third. Like I said, I assume Murphy's the bulk guy. Uh, he's been better than Justin Garza, but very hard to like anything about Boston. Uh, or that game, to be totally honest with you. The Royals and the Twins, Zach Granke, Kenta Maeda. This is an 11 a.m. Pacific time start. Maeda, just his seventh start of the season here, came back from Tommy John, made four starts, then went back on the IL with tricep soreness. He's been a little bit better since returning. Two runs on eight hits over 10 innings with 12 strikeouts and four walks. He's faced the Tigers where he struck out eight, the Braves where he struck out four. So, you know, the swinging strike percentage has been good. In his last two starts, velocity up a little bit as well. So maybe Kenta Maeda, a guy that will help out the Twins a little bit here in their rotation. Granke's not really helping the Royals at all. Could be his final season, much like Adam Wainwright, just sort of struggling and limping to the end here. 515 ERA for Granke on the season. In his last start, he gave up two runs on, on 11 hits in six innings against Cleveland. Didn't strike anybody out. First time since May 30th that he hadn't allowed a home run. So, Granky, it's just, it's all about batted ball luck and sequencing. That's all it is. You can't find a lot of edges with him. He's just a high variance guy. So, we'll see what he looks like in this start. We'll see what Maeda looks like uh, in his start as well. But it's hard to do anything with the Royals right now. And Granky is a very, very tough guy to back. We move on here to the A's and the Tigers, a late game finally in the American League. J.P. Sears and the return of Tarek Skubal. So big day for the Tigers here. Skubal's first MLB start since August 1st of last year. 352 ERA, 296 FIP, and 117 and two-thirds last season. Had basically a strikeout per inning with 117. I wouldn't expect too much from him here today. He maxed out at 68 pitches in four innings in the minor leagues, so I would assume He's probably somewhere around 75 pitches or five innings, whatever comes first. But at least Scooble gets a pretty easy matchup here against Oakland, who 
The A's, since June 1st, on the road against lefties, a 198 weighted on base average, 21 WRC+. plus. Remember, 100 is league average for WRC+. plus. So the A's not really swinging it well here of late, as we know. So maybe a good opportunity for Scooble to get back to the big league level. Something you do worry about with guys like this that had these big, long, extended layoffs. Sometimes they overthrow. Sometimes they're a little bit too amped up. They don't have their command. So we'll see what it looks like with Scooble. He's got to keep himself kind of under control if he wants to work deeper into this game. But of course, as I said, the Tigers have brought him along kind of slowly with his rehab, and I would expect them to bring him along slowly now that he's back at the big league level as well. Last game in the American League, then we'll take a short break. It's the Blue Jays and the White Sox. Chris Bassett, Lucas Giolito in this one. A lot to digest with this game, specifically in the form of Chris Bassett. So let's date back to May 5th. From May 5th to May 17th, Bassett made three starts, 23 scoreless innings, gave up just nine hits, 20 to 7 strikeout to walk ratio. In two starts on May 22nd and 27th, 10 and a third innings, gave up 16 hits, 13 runs, nine of them earned, five homers in that two start stretch. Then June 2nd and June 7th, 15 and two thirds, gave up two runs in those two starts combined. Eight hits, 13 to zero strikeout to walk ratio. June 13th through the 23rd, three start stretch, gave up 17 runs in 11 and two thirds on 21 hits, four homers in that bunch. And then June 29th, six shutout innings with 12 strikeouts last time out. So I have absolutely no idea what to expect from Chris Bassett here. Absolutely no clue whatsoever. So we'll see what he does here against the White Sox, but that is the most Jekyll and Hyde set of starts I have ever seen in my entire life. Giolito, 353 ERA, 418 expected, 424 FIP. Not a bad season for him by any means, over a strikeout per inning. Just a little bit of inconsistency for him as well, and he's allowed some hard contact, so no clue what happens in that game at Guaranteed Rate Field. But I do know what happens now. We take a short break on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated for this show and all of our shows in our VSIN family of podcasts. We go to San Francisco, Seattle and San Francisco here. The Giants, $1.15 or so favorite. Some places have a better number on this game with Logan Gilbert going up against Keaton Wynn. I realize I haven't given you some numbers for some of these games. Uh, Scooble and the Tigers, $1.70 favorite, total of eight. Bassett, a short favorite against the White Sox with the Blue Jays, minus 120, total of eight and a half in that one. But we go to this Mariners and Giants game. Again, kind of a money line pick of most places. DraftKings, because of their 20-cent lines, with the worst number on this game in the Giants at minus 115. So... We were on the Giants yesterday. They kept us from the sweep as the Braves and the Marlins did prevail. Weird game. Two to two game going into the ninth. The Giants give up four in the top of the ninth. They get three back in the bottom of the ninth, but they're unable to come back and win that game. So Keaton Wynn gets the call today, and Wynn actually went six innings last time out. You know, he's not a guy that misses a whole lot of bats. He's a guy that allows a lot of hard hit contact, but does keep it on the ground. The thing about the Mariners is I you know, talked about yesterday in my handicap with Logan Webb, they strike out a ton. Keaton Wynn is not a guy who racks up a lot of strikeouts. So I don't necessarily know that I love this matchup for him here today. But also Logan Gilbert, 419 ERA, 355 expected, 362 FIP, 92 and a third, just a 64 and a half percent left on base percentage. Gilbert is a positive regression candidate. However, his strikeout rate, 28.9% with the bases empty, 17.7 with men on base, 16.5 with runners in scoring position. And by BABIP, we go from 242 with the bases empty to 322 with men on base, 321 with risp. So this is a thing where Gilbert's just not as good with men on base. I don't know if it's a mechanical issue from the stretch or something like that, but this is an issue for him that it should kind of work itself out and be corrected. But when I see cluster luck like this leading to a lower left on base percentage, to me, I don't think it's a guarantee that it gets fixed because it seems like it's either mechanical or mental. So I'm not that high on Gilbert kind of improving where his stock sort of is right now. Lefties have done a little bit better. Uh, Not only did the Giants get back Lamont Wade Jr., and Michael Conforto yesterday. They also got Mike Yastrzemski back. So, again, I can't figure out why they didn't hit Brian Wu harder. But in any event, no play in this game. But I think it's kind of interesting to do a deep dive on Logan Gilbert and sort of see what we can expect going forward. I've got plays in Rockies, Astros, and also Phillies Rays. So let's move on from those two games. And let's talk about the Angels and the Padres. Shohei Otani and Joe Musgrove in this one here. And look, you know, I'll say this first. There's no way I could play this game today because if the Angels get a bad update on Mike Trout today, that could put this team into a tailspin. And especially, 
you know, Otani, who's put so much on his plate already. There's so much on his shoulders to go along with, you know, the looming potential trade talks, the world record extension that he's going to get this offseason. It's very tough right now to try and handicap the Angels with this Trout situation. Now, of course, it is July 4th. I mean, it's Major League Baseball. They're paying these doctors significant amounts of money. Maybe we don't hear anything today. I can't imagine Trout is in the lineup. He said after the game his his wrist was still hurting. So I can't imagine he's in the lineup today. I figure he'll at least have some sort of disa- of uh, injured list stint. But, man, I what are you supposed to do with this Angels team where, I mean, they're so top-heavy with Trout and Otani, and now they're missing one of them in Trout. So that puts a lot on Otani's shoulders, and as great as he's been, 302 ERA, 378 FIP, on pace to chase Aaron Judge's recently set American League home run record. Uh, last two starts, two runs allowed, 22 strikeouts and 13 and a third. It's still just very, very difficult. And, you know, with Trout out of the lineup, you see a price adjustment here with the Padres $1.35, $1.40 favorite. Total is just seven and a half in this game. And to be fair, Joe Musgrove has been really good lately. 380 ERA, 316 expected, 373 FIP on the season. But over his last seven starts covering 42 and a third, 213 ERA, 254 FIP, 36 to seven strikeout to walk ratio, hard hit percentage in those seven starts, 23.4%. And Musgrove's also only allowed two barrels in that span. So he's been really, really good. Not quite on the level of Blake Snell, but in that similar ballpark, pardon the pun since they're teammates, but it's a very tough situation here. Uh, with the Angels in this Trout thing. So couldn't really do anything with that game. And the other game, this one kind of frustrates me. It's the Braves and the Guardians. It's Colby Allard for the Braves and Shane Bieber for Cleveland. And look, you know, Bieber's kind of shown some signs of maybe being the guy that he once was. Over his last two starts, 16 strikeouts and 11 innings pitched. Five really good innings against Milwaukee, but then got knocked around in the sixth. Very good start, six shutout against the Royals last time out, but now Bieber faces the team with the best contact authority in the big leagues. He's allowed a 46.6% hard hit percentage. The swinging strike percentage has gone up a bit, but 348 ERA, 469 expected, 398 FIP and 17 starts. I just, I don't have a lot of confidence in Bieber, but at the same time, like he's showing signs of maybe being that guy and the Braves are a $1.35, $1.40 favorite. In this one, we saw a line move um, in this game here overnight and this morning driving this line up 20 to 30 cents or so. That's a lot to back Colby Allard. And I do think that the market understands that Shane Bieber just isn't very good. And I think also, I mean, anytime the Braves are going to be at a cheap price, they're going to get some investment here throughout the course of the season. This was a cheap price overnight in the minus 115 to minus 125 range. But you know, for Colby Allard, I mean, look, good return last time out, struck out eight and four and two thirds, gave up three hits and a walk. But this is a guy with a career 595 ERA, 527 FIP. The Braves do great things with pitchers that they bring in. Maybe they'll do great things with Colby Allard, but I I don't know. I mean, Cleveland should hit a guy like this as bad as their offense is. Cleveland should at least be able to put up a fight. So I know what's going to happen. I stay off this game and Bieber's going to get rocked. I play on this game and we're going to get vintage Bieber. I'm at peace with staying away from this game. But again, I mean, I think it's very, very hard 
to trust this current version of what Shane Bieber actually is. All right, so let's get to the three plays that I've got for today here. We start at Chase Field, New York Mets, Arizona Diamondbacks, Kodai Senga and Zach Davies in this one. Been kind of waiting throughout the morning to see if the Diamondbacks will post a lineup and if Corbin Carroll will be back in the starting lineup. They've yet to do so as I'm recording this here about 10 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, but look, a couple of things here. First of all, Zach Davies just isn't trustworthy. I mean, Zach Davies is a guy, 654 ERA, 444 expected ERA, 406 FIP, 54% left on base percentage, but, you know, high walk rate, double-digit walk rate, 10.3%, low strikeout rate at 17%. Just not a whole lot to like about this guy. And he went seven shutout against Tampa Bay last time out, but he had allowed 21 runs in his previous 10 and two-thirds. Last three starts, 60% hard hit percentage. Maybe Brent Strom fixed him for that last start against the Rays. I don't know, but he's just not trustworthy. At least you know what you're going to get with Kodai Senga. 353 ERA, 386 expected, 401 FIP. High strikeout rate, high walk rate. I don't think the high walk rate is as much of an issue here against Arizona because they're a very aggressive lineup. They like to swing early in the count, and I think it kind of throws them off a little bit to swing in deeper counts. So I think this is an okay matchup for Senga with Arizona just 19th in walk rate on the season. The Mets are a short favorite here, minus 115 in most places, minus 120, of course, at DraftKings with their 20-cent lines. Again, I don't know what happens with this line if Corbin Carroll is in the lineup. I would anticipate it goes down a little bit. But I do think the Mets' bullpen, especially because their top guys are in a little bit better shape, maybe more trustworthy than Arizona's. So I like the Mets today. Minus 120 for the article because that's what it is at DraftKings. You can find minus 115. And if Corbin Carroll is in the lineup, you can probably find a little bit better of a number here on the Mets as well. But the Mets are part of my card for today. Next up, we go to an interleague game as we take a look at the Rockies and the Astros. Kyle Freeland and Brandon Belak in this one. And this is a total where you got a nine and a half across most of the market. There are some nines. Houston, a $1.90 favorite in this one. And I like the over in this game here at Minute Maid Park. Kyle Freeland, 488 ERA, 515 expected, 509 FIP. And of course, you're probably thinking, well, yeah, he pitches at Coors Field, right? Of course, the numbers are going to be a little bit high. However, he's got a 413 ERA and a 331 Woba against at home. On the road, a 592 ERA with a 363 Woba against. On the road, 160 batters faced. Kyle Freeland has 14 strikeouts. That's an 8.8% strikeout percentage. And he's allowed 17 runs over his last 14 and a third innings pitched. Takes on a Houston lineup where the righties are really swinging it well right now. A Houston fifth in weighted on base average against lefties since the start of June. Righties have a 354 Woba and a 493 slugging against Freeland on the season. Furthermore, with those road splits, Freeland's allowed a 363 Woba to righties on the road, 287 average, 322 on base, 546 slugging. That should be good for the Houston offense here today. And Brandon Belak, so this will be his first MLB start since June 17th, made a minor league start June 24th, hasn't pitched since. In his big league appearances this season, a 50.6% hard hit percentage, 14.3% barrel rate. He's allowed at least one barrel in seven of his eight starts. 
and eight of his nine appearances overall. Low strikeout percentage, high left on base percentage that'll come down. Just a lot of hard contact allowed by this guy. So I think there's a good chance for runs in this game. So over nine and a half at even money in this matchup between the Rockies and the Astros. And then finally, the Phillies and the Rays. A couple of former teammates squaring off here. It's Zach Eflin for the Rays. Aaron Nola for the Phillies here. Eflin's having a career year. And if he's good in this start, he may tie his previous career high in Fangraph's wins above replacement player at 2.3, which he set back in 2018. Eflin is a guy that I really, really like. 329 ERA, 309 expected, 325 FIP. He's got a 25.6% strikeout rate and a career high 52.7% ground ball rate. It is very, very hard to score runs against a guy like that. Strikeouts and ground balls really limit and suppress offense. And Eflin's been great in both categories this season. Also, at Tropicana Field, 217 ERA, 295 FIP, and 49 and two-thirds, just a 245 Woba against. So in that pitcher-friendly environment, Eflin has been quite good. As far as Aaron Nola goes, 451 ERA, 363 expected, 431 FIP. It's a weird season for him. He's actually done well with his contact management metrics, but he's given up 17 home runs on the season. And dating back to April 21st, he's given up at least one home run in all but one of his starts. Throws a lot of strikes, kind of is what it is. The thing for him, much like Logan Gilbert, you know, he's struggled with men in scoring position and with men on base. His strikeout percentage is a lot lower. His results are a lot worse. Could be mechanical, could be mental, could be variance. I don't know. But the big thing about it to me is Nola just hasn't been as sharp as Eflin. The Rays' offense has been way more consistent, and I think this is a reasonable price on Tampa Bay. They're a dollar forty-five favorite, dollar forty at most places here. This did go up to a dollar fifty at DraftKings as I'm recording. But shop around; you can find a better price. I like the Rays today over the Phillies. So the Rays on the money line, the over in the Rockies and Astros over nine at minus one twenty is good. Over nine and a half at even money or better, also good. And then the other game for today, the Mets over the Diamondbacks. Hope you have an enjoyable July 4th, everybody. I'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.